0: Good evening everyone and uh, welcome and welcome back to the uh, Center for Wisdom and Compassion. Also welcome to everybody who is online. I see Mikkel, see at least one uh, familiar face. <laughs> there might be more. I see only familiar faces. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> Welcome everyone. <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah, and welcome back Stefan. We have been uh, We've been missing you, and we are very happy that uh, that you're back. Um, and, uh, yeah, I won't, uh, I won't see, say much more, uh, but uh, it's always lovely to, to start with kind of a coming together as a, as a community. So, thank you. So the last times I was talking about sharing what you could call meditation on the nature of mind, exploration of consciousness itself, awareness of awareness, using the word awakening as the shift of identification from the content from the content of your experience to that which is experiencing. And tonight I want to uh, point to a possible trap in that kind of practice something which is called uh, spiritual bypassing. It's a term coined by a, a psychologist, psychotherapist in the 80s, John Bellwood. And I want to make you curious about spiritual bypassing and maybe exploring it deeper than I can do today. And, and yeah, that's the first step to become aware of that pattern in us. So spiritual bi- bypassing is the pattern of using spiritual practices, spiritual teachings, to disassociate from how you feel, from what your experience is. It is a tendency to use spiritual teachings to bypass a necessary psychological development in you. And tonight I want to point to a particular pattern of spiritual bypassing, and that is the repression Of emotions. So using your spiritual practice, your meditation practice, not to go towards your experience and embracing your experience and growing with your difficult emotions in terms of empathy, in terms of compassion, in terms of wisdom, but using spiritual teachings to deny, suppress, or project how you feel. I would say for most of us the question is not do I do that, but the question is more when do I do it? With what? And I'm uh, personally interested in, in this right now because I have three weeks behind me which were emotionally very, very challenged. where I had to be with all kinds of different Difficult, so-called difficult feelings uh, because I took care of my dying mother and, uh, so, and the funeral and, and so the whole thing. So that brought up the little boy in me and, you know, and family dynamics with my sister and so on. And of course my relationship to my mother. But also what mixed into that is the war in the Ukraine because both my parents were bombed out and were refugees as Germans in Germany, but they lost their homes. And um, if you are familiar with uh, the theme of trauma, of war trauma, then you are aware that trauma is uh, passed on into the next generation. And I became aware of that very much in, in the last 20 years, but of course being with my mother in, this, uh, in her last week also brought that into, into the room, how my sister and me uh, were affected and shaped uh, by the trauma of parents and also my grandparents, you know, both of my grandfathers fought in the war. So in this time, I became aware of my own spiritual bypassing and I became aware and I'm still aware of (coughs) that it really takes some willingness, some courage, I would say, to feel my feelings exactly as they are because I'm really so good to go into space. You can't imagine how, how good I am in that. <laughs> I'm more connected with that which is bigger than me than with myself. And it's very easy for me to, to not be human. It takes me like 10 minutes. <laughs> That's like 30 years of practicing. So it takes love and compassion and willingness to um, turn towards my human experience, which has been so—I mean, the war in Ukraine. This, I this i feel it. It—it's not like uh, you know. So because uh, it's in my body. You know, being with my dying mother, it, it was so much there. I could see how her whole life was shaped—her fears, her anxiety, her what you could call greediness and bitterness. Uh, how that was shaped by by this experience. So it's in my body, I can feel it. I'm looking for for ways to be with that, obviously without being overwhelmed, because then I'm useless. Also not by trying to move away from how I feel. And one of the difficult feelings in this is The difficult part of this is that there is this tendency, in me at least, to be ashamed of how I feel. I shouldn't feel like this, but I feel like this. And this, I shouldn't feel like this, or kind of trying to bypass into a blissful meditative experience, which is available to me. So that's why I I like to bring this up, Not that I have uh, solutions or not that I'm done. I'm an explorer just trying to find a way to live this life and staying as kind as possible within all of this. So in our first meditation I would like, as always, to start with settling, coming into the present moment. I mean that's basically one of the most important practice to be aware of what is to be aware of what you bring in uh, what is your experience right now how do you feel and when i say how do you feel what i mean mainly is how what's happening in your body what's your mood today what's your feeling are you affected by the war and if not then that's your experience So, but how is it? How is this moment for you? And to repeat that again and again throughout the day. What's going on? What's going on in my inner life? And how do I relate to what's going on in my inner life? Am I comfortable under, under my own skin? Can I be myself? Is there space for the different parts of myself? So and then I want to do a little exercise with you at the end of this meditation which might give you a sense of what it means how you can become aware of the pattern of repressing your emotions because it's it's actually quite difficult we can be so suppressive our defense mechanism can be so strong that we are actually not aware anymore how we feel. It's a kind of complete disconnection from the body. We don't know how we feel. And we are not aware that we suppress how we feel. I just explained this little exercise a little it's just a you know an experiment. I I haven't done that before, so I don't know if, if it's helpful or not. So it's about becoming aware of this pattern of repression so towards the end of this meditation I will invite you to connect with a person where you have a kind of a bit of a an intimate relationship to. If you have a partner then that could be a good person or your parents uh, one of your parents or a close friend so we will call upon the presence of this person feeling the presence of this person and then I will say And you kind of, you don't need to repeat the words internally, but so if you do this exercise yourself, you would say this uh, sentence for yourself. And the sentence is, I am free to express and feel my anger towards this person. I am free to feel and express my anger to this person. And then you just observe what happens. So maybe nothing happens. So that's fine. You're not doing anything wrong. So, but what could happen that in that moment you feel something happening in your body like a block, a freeze. <gasps> no, I possibly, no, I, I can't do that. That would be so bad. That would be so un-Buddhist. Now when I talk about anger, I'm not talking about hatred. You know? So I'm talking about Healthy, healthily expressing your boundaries, a kind of healthy aggression. Show, sharing with that person how you feel. Of course, not hurting that person. And that's a, it's a difficult thing in the Buddhist teachings that these two things are often mixed. Yeah? We, we're talking about uh, one moment of anger destroys uh, so and so f- f- many positive It's It's really a stupid teaching for us. And that's where then spiritual bypassing comes in, which might prevent us to acknowledge the anger we feel. We all feel anger. We are human. I feel anger every day. So that's listening to your body. Is there something freeze? You know, a freeze or a hotness. And the other is, what happens in your mind? so you can become aware a bit of some belief systems you have, some sentences, maybe sentences you got from spiritual teachings. So there is a kind of hidden beliefs often which are not conscious. We are maybe not even aware that we have that belief. But it could be that something in you says, yeah, but I shouldn't express anger because anger is really bad. Something you picked up from some teachings. Uh, so these are the two areas to kind of be curious about: what happens in the body? Is there some pre-conscious belief system, belief which comes up? So and that could be a way, maybe, for you to get to know that pattern of emotional suppression. The next second uh, I will do the same with fear. So we call a person and then I will say I'm free to feel and express my fear to this person. And then you notice what happens. Maybe your whole body and your thoughts feel, yeah I can be myself with that person. I truly can completely express and feel my feelings in this relationship. That's wonderful. That exists. If you would choose your parents, probably not. So maybe if you have a friend or a therapist where you feel you can be authentically yourself and you can really express your feelings and you can feel your feelings, maybe the expression that's also good, yeah, but I mean, at least feel your feelings. So if you have a therapist or a good friend like that, maybe we leave that person out. Okay, so let's take our time to shift into present moment awareness, starting by adjusting your posture and if you like, you can close your eyes. If you have your eyes open, you leave the gaze very relaxed without particularly looking at something and then allowing a shift to happen. You, do, you don't need to do much. Just allow this process to happen of settling into your body, uh, connecting with the environment here and just appreciating aliveness, appreciating that we are together here in this room and with the people who are participating online. And maybe this process can be supported if you pay some attention to the flow of the in-and-out breath. Very natural dropping from the head into the body. Shifting from the doing into being here. All senses are open. Unhooking from thoughts. So thoughts continue to arise, just like the sounds above. We can't do anything about it. They're doing their thing up there, but it doesn't need to bother you. So the same kind of relationship we can have uh, to the thoughts. It's just something which is happening, but you don't emphasize it so much. Instead, you find yourself more in embodiment in the body, in the spacious energy of your body. If there is some tension, some discomfort physical or emotional in the body you just leave it as it is, neither focusing on it nor ignoring it. You do less and less present moment awareness And only if you find yourself entangled in the stream of thinking you make a little gentle, friendly movement back to your belly, to your hands, to your breath, to the sounds in the room. If you notice some grasping, meaning that you try to get rid of something in your experience or you try to have another experience than you have right now, There's a possibility with the out-breath to relax that grasping, to soften that grasping, as if you're opening a fist. And returning. And then resting. Could you allow yourself to find a place place of rest in the midst of your experience? Resting. And returning and resting. Then I want to call upon the support of nonviolence and kindness, compassion through the presence of the Buddha and the Dalai Lama and other people who for you embody. Nonviolence, kindness, loving awareness. And maybe you can use a mental image to connect with that, or a voice or a sense of the presence of this person. like bathing in the sun. I, probably many of us today, we have been enjoying the spring sun, and in the same way, I invite you to feel. The loving gaze, the sun of Bodhicitta, bathing your whole body, from the toes to the top of your head. In the movements, the flow of energy in your body, your feelings, your thoughts, they are held in that loving presence. Nothing is excluded. And then maybe after some time you might become aware of a spaciousness, a stillness. Even if your mind is still agitated or there's something difficult happening in your inner life right now, isn't there also something different presence, stillness, spaciousness, within which the sounds and sensations, the breath, your thoughts, come and go like clouds in the sky, and rest, just rest, and receiving the always-presence, present stillness which is surrounding and pervading your experience. So I'm not talking about calming down what is happening but becoming more aware recognizing something which is always here. So now Let's move into this little experiment. So if you connect with a person, someone close to you, just see who comes and take a few moments to say the name of that person and just connect with the presence. Maybe you can feel her or him, hear her or him, even smell her or him. Uh, so, we have different ways to represent a person. So, and then I will say this sentence, and you just curiously look into the body and mind. What's, what is your response? What is the response? Preferably in, preferably in the body. I'm free to feel and express my anger towards this person. I'm free to feel and express my anger towards this person. Just notice how your body responds to that or what words come up. So in the case your the response in your body is one of authentic, authenticity of yes. I can be myself. I can feel my feelings in the relationship to this person, and I can express how I feel. So that's wonderful. But maybe that something else is happening in your body. A no, a fear, a shame, a contraction. And that's the pattern we want to become aware of. So and then the next emotion fear, So let's take a few moments again to just settle into the body and letting go of that person. Just breathing, present moment awareness. So and then we call upon either the same person or another person. Maybe you would like to try with another person. So again, we take some moments to connect with the presence of that person saying his or her name, her voice, how she moves, her presence, his presence. So and then again I say the sentence and you just, you might want to repeat the sentence silently for yourself and then you feel What is your response? What is the response? I'm free to feel and express my fear towards this person. I'm free to feel and express my fear towards this person. And then letting go of that person, taking a few moments at the end of this meditation to reconnect the body, present moment awareness, this being with your inner life as it is, unhooking from thoughts, and listening with your whole body to the shared silence, to the shared stillness, protected by the teachings of the Buddha. Okay, so thank you. I forgot to put the bell, so this is the bell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you become curious about patterns of suppression, patterns of disassociation, which are often connected with trauma and now I mean I'm not talking only about this kind of shock trauma but in a wider sense so what is important when we become aware of those so let's say you felt a kind of contraction a kind of and of course probably you knew before with this person I can't be authentic I'm not authentic I'm not sharing my feelings. I'm frozen when I'm with this person. I'm not myself, I'm not alive, I'm not true. Uh, But this little exercise maybe can make us curious about how it feels, so we can start to identify what's happening in the body, where's that suppression happening. Or, if you are not so familiar with the territory of the body, and unfortunately many of us are not, become curious about belief systems, beliefs you have. Particularly here as spiritual practitioners, when they are formed by spiritual teachings. So what is important in this is not to shame those patterns, not to be embarrassed about it. I mean, I don't feel embarrassed about sharing this with you, that I'm a super suppressor, (laughs) <laughs> that sense of emotional freeze is like so common in my life, and that affects so much my relationships to people. But there's, there's, not, there's nothing to be ashamed about. First I know that most of us do it, yeah, because I talk with people, and <laughs> I, I know, and I feel, I can sense it, because I can sense it in myself, I can sense it in other people and I've worked with it because these defense mechanism they have been actually developed in this system for protection. They are protectors and they need to be honored for that. They need to be thanked for that because the little girl or the little boy in my case couldn't be in that situation and I, I, I'm not even coming from a completely dysfunctional family. My parents are kind of good-enough parents. But but still, the, the, the little boy in order to survive, in order to move through life, in order to keep on going, needed to develop protectors, defense mechanism. And in my case, it was freeze and disassociate. And that is still there. But I didn't choose it it's in this system, which carries my name, because something happened to me. Like, the little boy, as all systems, this little boy just wanted to move in some kind of balance. And the smartest thing this system came up with was to suppress his feelings. And then, of course, that was supported by growing up in a family with traumatized parents who in order to survive and build up germany needed to suppress all of, all their feelings that was the only way to survive to do to to come to to keep on going to give to, to create a safe uh, space for their uh, for their children they had to suppress and my mother, she died with that, with that big thing. It was not addressed. She didn't, never worked on herself. This is so important. When you start to become aware of spiritual bypassing, or anything, when you become curious about your inner life, of your conditioning, of your psychological structures, it's so important, this is so crucial, to look at that with kindness, with loving awareness. What does that mean? So that's quite difficult. Yeah? That can be quite a long process to kind of find that capacity. It's in you. It's in all of us. We are born with it. It's part of our Buddha nature. So it's, it's undestructible within us, that capacity of kindness, of care, of love, of and so on. But sometimes it's hidden. It's covered. So a lot of the traditional practices we are offered in the Tibetan tradition actually can help us very much there. The different deity yogas, practices of Tonglen, compassion. All these practices are opportunities for us. Your self-compassion. Are opportunities for us to start to feel or to start to reconnect with that capacity of care and kindness, which we all have. We need to put in the, the energy, the time. Where, where do we start with this? So Maybe you become now a bit curious, or I, I guess many of you have heard the term spiritual bypassing before. But maybe I maybe this talk can kind of inspire you to look it up in the internet, what's available there's research being done now, the last ten years, yeah, so trying to find this what does it do and what what kind of patterns we have to bypass feelings particular, so the awareness, and this is so. I mean that's so beautiful that the practice of loving awareness of loving attention is such a powerful medicine so even if you even if you don't become interested about your psychological history, like where does it come from? you know you start to trace it back, which is helpful if you don't overdo it, it's helpful because it can Help you with the compassion part it, it can help you to if you start to understand hey i'm I'm so afraid of my anger and i haven't I haven't found a way to be with my anger in a healthy way, then if you see your connection the connection with your psychological history that it's not something it's not your fault it's something which was established in your system because something happened to that little boy, to that little girl. So, understanding that and seeing that can, can be helpful in terms of being compassionate with that. And then also to start to be compassionate with that in other people. Like when you shaped by wrongly understood spiritual teachings like anger is bad, of course you start to judge anger in yourself and you start to suppress it you become like a fake Buddhist practitioner maybe so much so that you are not that you are not aware that's not the other people who are all angry yeah but that is that it is in you not even trying to find a difference between a healthy aggression setting boundaries, saying no, giving a good feedback, and hatred. That loving awareness, loving attention, that in itself, what you become lovingly aware of loses its power. It's like if you you become lovingly aware of the struggle in a person and you give that person an authentic hug, in no way signaling to that person she shouldn't She should, so not signaling signaling to that person oh you shouldn't feel like that, you shouldn't be angry because that's bad it destroys 10 million eons of, of positive karma you shouldn't be angry, it's really bad uh, but to just being able to be present to that other person no matter how, no, no, just acknowledging how that person feels.